0: Hello and welcome to the Cafe Hustle podcast with me Andy Jones brought to you by Rotocloud and today we are talking to Henry Ayres of the Gentleman Baristas along with Adam Pager of Grain and Hearth which is a bakery in Whistable in Kent. Now we are really getting into the The relationship between roasters and their wholesale clients, so in this case a bakery, but it could be a coffee shop, a cafe, you name it, that relationship with your roaster is really important. So in this episode we're going to get to know a bit more about each of them and their their relationship and their business, but we're also going to look at the positives of lockdown, I know a lot of people went through some very difficult times but there's equally there's opportunity in any any difficult time like there is now with a pending or expected recession there's always opportunities in there but we're also going to touch on mental health which we know is a really important part of of the subjects we cover on the cafe hustle but um yeah so we're going to touch on that and henry's he did a little fundraiser for or a big fundraiser actually for the burnt chef project which is a really great cause so we're going to get into this episode after we get back from as entrepreneurs we're always looking to do things in the shortest time possible our time is valuable after all and you know that so why are we spending so much time with our rotors and scheduling doing it in excel and swapping and changing when we can use one perfect management platform that management platform is rotor cloud the best people management platform for you and your business to save you time when it comes to scheduling your staff head over to the cafe forward slash rotor cloud to get your 30-day free trial and see how much of a difference rotor cloud can make to you So, Henry and Adam, thank you very much for joining me on the Café Huzzle. I know, Henry, we've spoken a couple of times, once on the podcast and once at lunch. But, Adam, you're new to the podcast, so I'm going to start off with you. Tell me a bit about what you do, your business, and your purpose.
1: Um, I, uh, I've opened, opened a bakery um, in Whitstable about three years ago. Um, I was running a wholesale bakery out of my out of my garage in london um for about 3 or 4 years before that and uh just got sick of being stuck in stuck in a tiny little space um so my wife and i moved uh, moved our kids to the coast and we opened up a opened up a business in uh, in whitstable um and uh it was plodding along fine and uh then things started growing sort of during 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 and after covid Um, and, uh, yeah, and now we're just about to open our third shop
0: and Henry, just give us a quick touch on what you do, your role at the gentleman baristas.
2: Um, I'm co-founder of the gentleman baristas, eight years old as of last week. Um, I'm director of wholesale So my side of the business is mostly dealing with wonderful people like Adam (coughs) growing wholesale, the roastery side of things. And then we've got the day-to-day side of the business, which is our our lobby houses in London, some south of the river, some north of the river. Uh, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell.
0: So, how many have you got now? We lost them.
2: And um, we've got ten. Sites. I've got ten sites now, um, ten. and uh, we're soon to open a new roastery um, in Maryland, in London, sort of east. Um, it's over towards Stratford. Eleven and a half thousand square foot, so pretty excited yeah.
0: about that. Yeah, big. Uh, well, yeah, exciting times, especially because it's it's a growth area for you. What fueled that? I know we would touch on lockdown. I know people are sort of generally getting a bit. It's old news now, but that really was the catalyst for your your move to certainly e-commerce, and then obviously the wholesale has grown from that.
2: Yeah, very much so. I mean just before lockdown we saw literally one of our stores closing every week which was just terrifying and literally left with one or two and then then they went so we just had the roastery that's it and then our wholesale portfolio went from 200 260 odd down to literally a handful and adam was one of the the few that were still going um so we didn't have an e-commerce platform just didn't we kept on thinking we must get it must do it must do it and then literally what we're we going to do we've got the roastery we've got a handful of clients literally a handful of clients from 60 odd um that's not going to sustain it so what what do we do um so literally within 24 hours we created e-commerce platform which for us was a necessity we just had to do it and on top talking about during lockdown, that was, that was amazing. Within 24 hours, we roasted this. It's like, well, we had to, otherwise, we would have sunk. And from that, it basically sustained um, us through lockdown. I mean, it was, it, yeah, yeah, basically. And from that, it's grown as well. And then the roastery, when we got back to capacity, that was weird. I was seeing that slowly pick up. Um, we outgrew the space to the point where we were roasting somewhere else a day or two a week. Which is just an amazing place to be. But our little roastery in Shadwell, we just literally outgrown it. And it's so it's rammed to the drafters with packaging and, and products, et cetera. And so now we've committed to a bigger space, huge, so much space, we don't know what to do with it. And at the moment, it's just a warehouse with two crates sitting in there, which I'm hoping have a roaster in them, which came over from America <laughs> and that just took forever to come. But um, yeah, exciting times, really exciting times for us. Uh, terrifying of course but um yeah wholesale is basically the new focus for us Uh, so i think we're going to probably stop opening more stores for the time being just focus on wholesale and our education program
0: yeah i know a couple of weeks ago i think it was or three weeks now when we spoke at lunch and you hadn't checked that the roaster was in there then and uh, (laughs) it's a big risk this now
2: No, it's definitely there because I can't move the thing. It's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. It looks very much like Indiana Jones. You've got this big warehouse, two crates. It's like, what's in that? No idea. It could be <laughs> stones. But already we have sort of we've moved a few things in there, like our coffee carts for our events program. So again, the events we did in the early days, and then we just sort of focused on our coffee houses and, and, and wholesale. So now yeah. we've turned to events. We've got one going on this week. And that's going to be a good revenue earner for, for us, and it's something we've sort of not not considered or just not bothered with for a while. And suddenly, it's like within a week, we had six. Uh, it went from two inquiries to four, and then six last week. So it's it's, it's crazy, which is great. Yeah. It's a wonderful place to be. But now we're just going to try and focus on that as well.
0: Yeah. Now you touched on the the lockdown. Basically, you had to transition to e-commerce. Pretty much within 24 hours, wasn't it? What was, what was it like in like for you and Ed in that decision making? How did you manage to get that up and running so quickly?
2: It was terrifying. Basically, we this was before furlough had started, so we were adamant we we're going to pay our staff whatever, and the wages have already gone out. And then we're both looking at the bank balance, going, we can't continue to do this. We will go under. Um, so it's just literally just what we need to do. And it was just a day, 24 hours of, of trying to make a plan and then going live with it. And then what was beautiful about it was we were reconnecting with customers that used to come to us in the old days, say so eight years ago to the coffee house, we'd moved up north or to another country. We're sending coffee to America, Holland, uh Europe. It was just it was nuts. And and that was lovely in itself because we were reconnecting with a community we hadn't heard of for ages, and stories and people just having had time on our hands so people were just having a chat we did personalized notes as well uh and then also hats off to the nhs we did whereby you could buy a bag of coffee and then buy a, good, buy a bag of coffee for the nhs and then once we would amassed a case we'd pick a nhs trust and then send it to them with cards and donate to the coffee and again that was one thing notes and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um and that's been nice too, to, to get back to us and saying um we yeah we had the coffee from you during lockdown so that was wonderful in a time when you're on your own stuck at home with your family or you know uh, or, or constant zoom calls it was just nice to hear sort of good stories and 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 whatnot so yeah the, the e-commerce was it was sink or swim we had to just do it so within yeah. 24 hours like what do we need to do boom and then launched and and as a result, that that managed to pay for the staff we still had um, working for us, and then grew as an, as a revenue source that pretty much the same as uh, as one of us well, one of our coffee houses, and now has since you know very much um, thriving as a result.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Now, Adam, what was your experience of of lockdown? What where was your business? What position were you in, and then how did you manage those early days? Um,
1: we were, we were just under a year in to, 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 to our, to, to our, uh, to our shop. And, um, luckily we were, we were, we were very, we were very small scale at that point. So we didn't have a huge amount of staff to, to, to think about. Obviously it was still a huge consideration of how we were going to, how we were going to manage as same with Henry. We you know we just paid, we just paid a, a payroll. So we had a month to to sort of think, what we were going to do and uh um, I, I i felt i felt that that we had to close just because there was so much there was so much, it it was such a it was such a like a delicate time with people and how you know everyone was perceiving um you know the the situation we were having constant conversations my wife and i um about is it ethical to, to 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 reopen a to reopen a business are we you know we're not we're not selling we're not selling like twenty thousand tin loaves in a from a massive factory we're selling a you know a luxury product so
0: um
1: is it really can we really say that we're sort of food producers in the in, in the in, in that sort of like meaningful way yeah. um but i got really bored and I just uh you know I was sat at home with uh with three children um pulling my hair out and I just needed to have something to needed to have something to do so we basically built a um built an online shop um which we uploaded um you know kind of stock levels onto that I knew I'd be able to produce myself and I just went into the bakery two days a week and just did two big two big bakes of uh of bread and pastries and, um, cakes and things like that. Um, sold them on the online shop. They were selling out within an hour. Um, and it was just, you know, it was enough to, it was enough to cover, to cover my end. Everybody else by that point was being taken care of by furlough, but obviously being self-employed, there was no, there was no support of, um, you know, initially. Um, so we, we did that. We created a, um, a, a sort of, a, a queuing, uh, Pickup system where where um, people booked a picked a, picked a collection slot, um, and the and the and the collections were sort of five minutes apart to try and distance people and make sure that you know we didn't have kind of crowds or queues of people waiting for waiting for um, for their for their stuff and we just did everything we could to 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 you know create a, a safe environment for people to come in, collect their things and go. Um, and what we found was that um, although Although we, you know, we're we're sort of on the luxury end of things, I think people really liked the normality hmm. of uh, of being able to go and get something nice for themselves. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, we became we became a calendar for people because a lot of the time people didn't know what day of the week it was, what time of day it was, and suddenly they were like, "Oh, well, it's Friday today because I'm going to pick pick up my bread. And you know, we just became like a, you know. A <laughs> A barometer for people to, to 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 be able to distinguish one day from the next, which was quite nice
0: yeah. how many um, locations were you at at that point
1: we just had the one we had the one location um and uh we were we were predominantly retail um with a with a small with a small arm of wholesale um the wholesale grew quite a lot during um during lockdown we in order to survive obviously we we weren't able to have any indoor seating, so our cafe was closed um we were selling we were selling coffee um to to, to people queuing up for queuing up for their um, their loaves and things um but we lost a big you know chunk of our revenue from from uh from what we what we were able to make from our cafe so um we just started going for um for plate for you know places that were open farm shops um other other other, you know, cafes that were that, that were trying to sort of stay open. Um and because there were so few businesses open, the the the, the trade was like super distilled to, to to all of the to all of these places. So actually the volumes that we were sending to, you know, quite a few clients was huge. Yeah. Um and it you know it meant that we were able to stay afloat um and you know even be able to sort of reinvest some of the money into into growing, um, which was, you know, which was a bonus. Um, but I think it was under the guise of, or like under the shroud of a sort of VAT, VAT relief, um, which, you know, was great while it lasted and you, everyone was like, we, you know, like no VAT to pay or very little VAT to pay. And suddenly, you know, you kind of get out of it. All the costs have gone up of everything across the board. Plus, you know, you haven't factored in things like things like that for the yeah. for the future. So
0: We all know the trouble of having messy rotors pinned to our notice boards and sending PDFs of the rotor and the schedule in our WhatsApp or messenger groups where it's easy for people to miss. With RotorCloud, you can produce perfect rotors in minutes, which are easy to read and understand by your staff. And with RotorCloud's handy mobile app, they get notified of their upcoming shifts instantly. No more missed shifts when you have to alter shifts suddenly or have a last minute group booking for the following day. Your team are automatically notified when you add or tweak shifts and everyone knows when their shifts are. For a 30-day free trial, head over to thecafehustle.com for slash and find out more about this amazing people management platform. There's no doubt there's big challenges. I don't think we've seen quite the extent of them just yet, but similarly with with certainly the lockdowns, and, and independent businesses are better at doing this, is being able to make those decisions, and making decisions quickly, I know certainly from a leadership point of view, there's so many businesses stall if they're either it's one thing making a wrong decision but worse than that is being so paralyzed of making the wrong decision you don't make any decision i think it's very clear that certainly independent businesses like both of you have had to make very quick decisions and just hope that they were the right ones and very clearly you're still going and you know and even whether they were still wrong decisions you can still weather that storm
2: i think it was an interesting point actually, because during lockdown, the independence like ourselves we just you had to do something, you had to diversify. If you didn't diversify, you were going to die. It's as simple as that. So, we saw a lot of businesses go under, a lot of business struggle. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're, we're better for it. I mean, also for us, I think it gave us a huge chance to actually look at what we're doing. Why did we set up the GBs in the first place? Let's go back to basics. So, now from that, we've drawn from that going, right, okay, are we still, are we still? still doing what we we set out to do or can we go back to that can we revisit it polish it up and and you know and that's been really interesting so for us as restructuring and um sort of re-infusing our our teams when they came back because we similar to adam we basically we wanted to stay open for the local hospitals etc but then our teams turned around and said no you're putting our lives at at risk and we're like whoa whoa, 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 we don't want to do that i think if we could Ed and i would have just carried on opening the shop every day but it was interesting when it started opening back up we had staff desperate to come back to work um and and in that and that in itself created problems because people sort of all that time to themselves sometimes some of them living on their own or not having access to uh green spaces etc so i i suppose (coughs) um Mental health was the huge factor for us as well. Um, coming out of that big learning curve and going, you know, it's okay not to be okay. What are we going to do to help our teams and our friends, etc Because I think lockdown was also a, a time to talk. I talked to so many people who weren't customers, and and just just chewing the fat. <laughs> Otherwise, I was going to go mad. But um, certainly, having children <laughs> does that to you in homeschooling. But coming out of that, what do what we made? What what changes have we made in our business to after our the well being of our our, our teams? Um, so we addressed that. And we have apps. We've have online courses. We have numbers to ring, etc. Um, for us as well, it's sometimes not that they want to talk to us because we're too close to the business. It's having someone at the party. So we brought in. We created a role, head of people, and that person's role is to deal with the not just HR but actual people's well-being which is really really important now um i mentioned to you recently that it's annoying when you see certain big big conglomerates though sort of the, the greenwashing uh, and i think people came out a lot down like yeah mental health yeah yeah you would take that but it's like what are you doing like what are you actually doing um and that's that's been quite frustrating and i'm seeing that a lot now that there are some companies who actually are making a difference and trying to do something but others are just going, yeah, yeah. We, we, you've got that covered. It's like, but what, what have you got covered? If this is a really serious place to be. I think Adam, and I coming from hospitality in the old days. It's okay for people to shout at you and and yeah. to be aggressive in that environment. And have a beer at the end of the day. Yeah, we're all right now. Yeah, we're okay. But no, that's those days are long gone. Yeah. So it's um, it's an interesting landscape there now out there. Yeah, and rightfully so that they've gone
0: because we we're in a crisis now we're struggling to or generally the the industry is struggling to attract people and we can't any longer we can't treat our people like that we've got to take care of them like you said it's times have changed to the point where you need to actually realistically be really intentional about the work we do with our teams to make sure that we're creating a safe space for them to open up like you say to some extent with us or if not Provide the the channels that they can go down to, even just to chat to someone. I know you did. You raised a lot of money for the Burnt Chef. What was just talk us through what you did for that?
2: Um. So for that, I um I just saw Chris Hall and the Burnt Chef project on Instagram. I thought I just reached out to him, and then we just got chatting, became friends, and then a few months in, I thought, okay, let's just raise some money. And it was just him, one bloke. In his what little time he had, trying to raise awareness, and it's not the burnt chef, is isn't just chefs, it's hospitality, front of house, etc. Um, and again, to trying to eradicate, um, this, you know, that it's okay not to be okay, and depression and anxiety in the workplace. And, and now it's fantastic, but back then we raised um, around six and a half grand for a raffle that just sprawled out of control, we just went from one prize to three to five. Um, and it is good because people became more aware of, of that, and I think that that was a big conversation, which was good to have. And so, if I had a platform to shout about it, I did, which was which was really good. I, I think um it's important we go back to the safe environment. Adam what Adam and Carmen have created at Grain the Herb is very much a family environment, and um one of their um one of the original members of staff, Charlie, left London, and since come back to Margate. They've just opened another bakery another grain and her from Margate so she's returned to the fold as it were and it's always so lovely to see the team there because we'll go on to this point in a minute but coming out of lockdown Grain and her grew and got bigger and became more obvious on the High street and the original site became well, still, still, all you yeah, but the the original the original building became the bakery and it's just so lovely to walk in there and all these wonderful characters um some have moved on, etc. but whenever you go to Greenhouse, there's this lovely atmosphere, which is great. And I think for the GPs as well, each one of our coffee houses, we try and create that atmosphere, that family ethos. And certainly you find that in certain sites that it's just, it should be a nice place to go to, a nice place where everybody knows your name and you just feel at ease, you feel welcomed. And I that, think that, that's really important. And in hospitality now, that's our focus. We're in hospitality whilst Adam's got an amazing product to sell, he's also got people right there as soon as you walk through the door, you greet you with a smile, and we've got these wonderful products in front of you, coffee and whatnot. But um, and hospitality and service is so, so crucial now, making people feel comfortable and welcomed. And I saw that coming out of lockdown, meeting new faces and just sort of being able to have conversations and actually pour somewhere a glass of water and not get funny looks. Um, So, we're really focusing on that as well. So, as part of our training program in the new roastery, we're setting up a mock cafe where we can work on role plays, have some fun with it, and sort of enjoy what we're doing and try and focus on how to deal with difficult customers and and what's, you know, the actual service industry in itself. And that's going to be open to everyone, not just our own coffee houses, but wholesale clients too. Yeah.
0: A lot of the conversations on the podcast generally turn back to, exactly what you're talking about there it's about that customer experience now it's no longer just a case of serving great coffee or great food or great bread in your case adam it is that whole experience and i know henry was talking about the feel of going into a grain and hearth what is what is it about that that really adds to your team and the customer experience what you've got a very family feel in there do you think that benefits i think experience.
1: so i mean everything every everything that i've everything that i've done in the last uh in the last three years is to sort of directly combat the um you know the 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 sort of like poor reputation that a lot of um, hospitality businesses have for treating their staff um treating their customers as a as a direct result because you know once people once people are sort of overworked underpaid um not treated very nicely that 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 transfers onto onto the uh, onto the onto the onto the end onto the end user and um and i just i just didn't i didn't want that to be to, to be to be a factor at the, at the at the bakery and um we're very very um, you know, selective about the, about the staff that we, about the staff that we choose. Um, that's very important. Um, but, you know, I think even, even people that we've, that we've taken on a, a, taken a chance on who um, may have come out of a, a really, really kind of hard environment, um, Quite quickly, warm up to a new way of doing things, um, like a kinder way of uh, of being of, of, of being managed, um, a nicer employment you know employment environment, and that really shows in the uh, in the service that they that they provide because they know that they're supported, um, they know that they're that they're cared about, and that 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 you know that we actually do sort of care about their well being and care about the, their, their, their 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 work life um and uh and i think and i think those things those things just go hand in hand and it's very difficult for somebody who has a um you know a really nice work life to not be kind to their to their to their customers um and you know we we're a small we're we're still at we're still a small business i think you know we've we've opened we've opened a few shops but um, it is still, it is still a business with a small amount of small amount of like well, you know, well well selected staff, um, and we just care about about what we're selling, about who we're selling it to, about the customers that we have, about the relationships that we form with our customers, um, and you know, it all starts with it all starts with providing people with you know good quality nutrition, and then it just kind of works its way yeah. works its way down from that and good coffee and good
0: coffee good coffee it's it like certainly well that's always been my approach and it always helps as a business owner as well as and your managers if your teams are happy their jobs are easier they can focus on running the business but equally you've got uh when you take that approach you can really attract more people from outside the customers come in, they see the atmosphere that's in there. And then before you know it, you've got your customers applying to work in your business. Mm. Have either of you experienced that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got, um, we've got a lot of, I mean, mostly our front of house staff, um, maybe, maybe 40% of our front of house staff are are ex-customers.
2: Amazing.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, Relatives of, also relatives of, uh, of 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 staff that have moved on as well. So um, most recently, we had one person leave, and then her sister take her place. Um, <laughs> That's um, what we want—a Like a conveyor uh, belt uh, of these people yeah. that are yeah. great
0: people. They're aligned with what we're doing, our mission and our purpose. Yeah. And then they're easy and then
1: return and then and then return staff. So like as Henry was saying, one of our one of our yep. first one of the first um, people that we employed when we when we when we opened. Um she moved to she moved to London temporarily to um to sell her flat. Um and um when she moved back to the Kent Coast, we were literally on the verge of opening the opening the second shop and I just sent her a message and I was like, How about how about you manage this uh, this new shop for us? And she was and she was in straight away and that was it.
0: Yeah. There's no better accolade or or way to promote your business that people will come back to work for you. Henry, what about you? Are you seeing, are you getting a lot of customers want to be part of what you do?
2: Certainly in the old days, we didn't need to use recruitment, websites, etc. People were coming to us going, I love what you're doing, I want to be part of that, which is brilliant. Coming out of lockdown, everyone's fighting over Bristol. I've seen wholesale customers train up staff to a certain level and then they've realized they get money else high pay per hour elsewhere so they're moving on we are really lucky in that wouldn't say we're the best payers in london but we do keep our staff which is good we've got um i think it's important that product knowledge so i was in a restaurant recently and even the assistant manager and the waitress didn't know where the bread came from or about the menu so having that giving your staff the information the knowledge of a product really is important you've got to believe in the product to sell it but if your staff are happy and it's that simple if they're happy once they're doing the job but they're happy it's infectious customers love that they come in right so we try and look at each one of our sites as community-led whether it's in the city um we're surrounded by offices or locals and, and more sort of tourist based same thing so we we still have people coming to us saying i'd like to work for you but it's certainly not what it was and we're still sort of we are having to use apps like bristas on tap occasionally um and growing the sort of network and seeing who who's out there and saying if we can not poke i don't like that but if i see a brister unhappy or someone who's unhappy in their work and i can see potential that can work for me or well, i heard of um, someone closing down today they decide to liquidate overnight all of their coffee shop. So I sent a message to a friend saying, look, please give them my number. I can't yeah. if I can't fit them into our portfolio. We've got plenty of wholesale customers in London where we can. Um for me it's really important to see people grow. Um and everyone happy in their work environment, you know. Um and if they're not then it's not it's obviously not the right job for them. So Absolutely. What what else? We have got um a success story recently is Juliana who joined us before lockdown as um uh, cook in one of our one of our sites that did brunch, uh, everyday brunch, really shy. Um then then we said, look, let's let's show you how to make coffee at least. So at least you know you can start learning about that. We we're the gentleman from it's we're a coffee house, this original one. So much so she, she loved that. She fell in love with the coffee side of things, decided to move away from the cooking and is now head barista of the coffee house and is talking about entering a competition next year and this is someone who was so so shy a few years ago so that's that's brilliant and if i can grow people and and look if they're not happy with us or there's there isn't that career progression to become head barista or manager and then they feel that they can get that somewhere else i'm never going to stop them i'm going to see if i can sort of say okay how can we make this work but if if, they, if their minds made up fine the door is always open mm-hmm. we do get returns star coming back which is wonderful but more often not it's down to say bigger sites the manager or operations manager having that conversation why are you leaving why do you want to leave yeah. are you are you unhappy having that conversation it really frustrates me when that doesn't happen because it's a chance for us to go okay we need to do things differently why is that person there because they could be an asset we yeah. maybe that site's wrong for them let's put them somewhere else and also moving people around so they don't get complacent they don't get stale and we've seen that recently where we've moved a few front of house um members of staff to other sites and they've blossomed and it's been that absolute revelation didn't know if it's going to work but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, extraordinary results just that they were in the wrong site so just trying to address that and go rather than plug gaps it's good to move people around so they don't get stale and they feel part of a bigger something rather than day to day seven days or five days a week working in that site being part of the family so i mean adam would probably do the same moving the staff around and that's good i mean he's got an amazing um, head of head of coffee called grace who is just infectious she's just so lovely so annoyingly wonderful but her knowledge and enthusiasm coffee is so infectious it's like a sponge and that's brilliant and if we yeah. can do more to infuse people like that, then it's infectious. They'll go back to where they're they're from, from their side, whatever, and hopefully spread that that love and and uh, appreciation of the industry. Cafe Hustle in. is
0: brought to you in partnership with Road to Cloud, the people management platform for shift based teams. Start your 30 day free trial at the cafehustle.com forward slash road to cloud now to see how much easier planning rotors, recording attendance, managing an annual leave really can be. So we're going to leave this conversation there and the second part will obviously follow through on Wednesday. Now, a really or well, the one part I want to really touch on in this episode is the mental health element and you know how I am very much focused on the people aspect and this is a really important part. The last thing we want is our businesses having a negative impact on our teams mental health after all these are people they're other human beings so we have to really think about how what we're asking of our people what we how we set out workflows how we do things in our business and and the negative impact that could have on their mental health. So if there's one thing out of this episode, one action is to just sit back and have a look at your business. Is there something that is adding to the pressure of your teams that you don't know about? So maybe sit down or even just ask them in a casual conversation, is there anything that we need to change to make things easier? And that might be just that conversation start to really get you into a position of knowing a bit more about your team Members and on an individual level, connecting with them and starting to build that trust, which is the foundation of leadership. Like, I know I keep going on about how much the impact that a great leadership and a great culture can have, but really, when we until we realize the difference, and usually it takes someone actually experiencing it themselves before they understand the difference that it can make, then that's the that is the the start of a huge opportunity everywhere in your business all areas of it whether it's in your customer service in your stock management everything benefits from a better team culture so yeah really the foundation of that though is happy team members and making sure that we as business owners aren't adding to any stress beyond what is reasonable but anyway join us on uh, wednesday nearly forgot which day the second part was going out now join us on wednesday for the second part of this episode and um yeah so where we're, we're touching on the the benefits of that relationship between the roaster and the the wholesale client and we also look at the consumer the customer in terms of the people that are coming into coffee shops and cafes and how their expectation of coffee has changed certainly as a result of the pandemic so looking forward to welcoming you back to the cafe hustle on wednesday but until then i hope you have a great week and i look forward to seeing you then